What's going on, everybody? How's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know who it is. This is Kevin from the Code Progression Podcast, brought to you by SOTD Rocks, where rock and metal thrive. Wishing you a happy Thursday. It is October 8th, and this is one for the record books, folks, because this is a major upcoming band in rock and metal. They are called Saul. Their debut album, Rise Equals, comes out on October 23rd, and I wasn't sure if I was going to get to interview these guys, but... Luck of the draw, I guess, because I got a chance to talk to them about Rise Equals. I got a chance to talk to them about what it was like working with David Draymond of Disturbed. Oh, yeah, I know that's not the best that I could have done it, but whatever. And we also got to talk about some fun stuff, just concerts and whatnot. And it's all condensed in the one 30-minute episode, but trust me, this was an incredible 30 minutes, and I cannot wait for you guys to listen to this and watch it. So enough with me talking. Are you guys ready? Let's go. Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Core Progression Podcast, this good guy named Tim was able to help me get this band on the podcast, and I found out about them thanks to our good friend, Joe Alfano, who put me on their Facebook uh, fan page, and that guy never misses. So please welcome to the podcast, Blake from the band Saul. So Blake, welcome to the Core Progression Podcast. Thank you for having me, brother. Happy to be here. Happy to have you on as well. And I'm just going to start out with this. I know you got the new album, Rises Equals, coming out on the 23rd. And thankfully, I was able to, you know, get a listen to it for this podcast. And I think my review of it had like 17 pages worth of stuff on it. Like, <laughs> really? I, I spent about five hours one night on this whole entire thing. I'm like, okay, I just want to get this done right. And all of a sudden, I'm just thinking, I'm like, this thing just keeps going and going and going. But I'm just going to put it out there this way. For a debut album, this is damn good. Thank you, brother. Thank you. We put we put our heart and souls into this record, really, and uh, we definitely wanted to come out swinging uh, with, uh, you know, having every song just be, we wanted every song to have its own life and, um, you know, no filler, all killer, so we definitely tried on this one. Really pulling out the Sum 41 reference right there. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So, of, of course, the first thing I want to talk about with this is your song, King of Misery, due to the fact that right now I am wearing a Disturbed t-shirt and... One of their biggest fans, who was their fighter of the month for September 2019, she'll kick my ass if I don't ask this question, along with myself as well, because King of Misery, you worked with Disturbed frontman David Draymond on this track, so I gotta ask, what was it like working with David on this track, because, holy crap, how the hell did you get that to happen? You know, it was really cool working with David, he was a very down-to-earth, nice guy, um, I wish it was a better story, it's just the guys at the label knew him, and turns out he was a fan of us, and when approached about doing a song with us, he was like, yep, I'm down. Let's make it happen. Um, and it was cool. You know, like I, I was a huge Disturbed fan. I was still in, you know what I mean? So um, I had to fangirl on him for like a good hour before we got real started, you know? Um, and it was, it was cool. It was cool talking to somebody that you looked up to for so long. Um, it was very cool. And having to, to be a nice guy and just want to be involved and, and have ideas and, you know, working back and forth in a, in like a, a peer situation, not just him being on this pedestal, you know what I mean? Of like this global guy, you know? Um, but it was very cool. It was very cool. I mean, with your album being called Rise is Equals and you're kind of working on that equal playing field with David Draymond at this exact same moment in time. I mean, it just, it just kind of all worked out really well, honestly. It really did. It really did. I, I was happy for, it. I mean, I definitely would have preferred to do it in person, but we had to do it over Zoom just like this. Um, but it, it all worked out in the end. 
Hey, but the other thing too is, is again, with the time that we're in right now, because I'm assuming you guys are recording this and really putting this together, like March, April, when this whole entire pandemic thing and everyone was kind of locked in their houses and like, I need to get out, but I can't go nowhere kind of vibe. So yep, it's totally understandable. Was there anything that he told you or was like bringing to the table that just blew your mind in terms of, okay, maybe try this on King of Misery, maybe try something else and just just turned it into this incredible track that, I mean, every time I'm seen, especially Joe posted in that uh, Facebook page, it's like every single time I see some posted, it's like, okay, King of Misery overtook this song in like some battle, like one from Asking Alexandria. King of Misery is just like playing an octane like crazy right now. Yep. Or on a Sirius XM octane page, it's like, yep, Saul's the band of the month because, well, yep, that makes sense due to the fact that the Elm's <laughs> coming out soon. So it makes total sense. Um, You know, it was cool. And like, I don't know if he brought anything to the table that like, you know, I would say blew me away, but he put it in my head that, you know, let's have the the heaviness of the lyric content and the vocal melody carry the weight, not so, you know, growly and heavy. And so that really put an influence on, you know, how we were going to approach the song for sure. Um, because when, when we got into it, we it was, it was two, three ideas that we were, you know, coming back with back and forth. And then, um, you know, I was like, give me, give me a day. I have an idea. Let me, let me wrap it up a little bit and then I'll bounce it over to you. And uh, so that's, that's where the chorus of King of Misery came from. And then we started diving in. And then when we doubled it up, he's like, you know, let's have to do the terrifies me, you know, and then the King of Misery, you know, like, so that was really flavors that, that, that David put in there. And, and I mean, there's a, there's a bunch of stuff just the way he, he came in. You see these flies, man. I, I, my studio and stuff is in my garage and the, the doors I pop open and they're just constantly here. <laughs> yeah. I can see him flying around just a little bit. I was wondering, wait, are there flies there? But that makes total sense. If you're in your garage, don't worry. I mean, before this, during the summer when I was doing podcasts in here, just because I had a crappy AC unit that would just, if I had it turned on while I was recording, you would hear it so loud. So I'm like, okay, I have to deal with like shooting an 80, 90 degree heat windows <laughs> yeah. closed. So you won't hear motorcycles going through the background. Just and I'm just like sitting here sweating. Now I got a nice air conditioner right at the end of like summer. So I'm like, oh, this sucks. But today here it's supposed to be high of 80s, and I've got four of these to record it. So I'm like, you know what? I'm popping that bad boy on, and I'm just gonna relax in luxury while I do this. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't hear anything, so that's cool. Yes. Well, back on the King of Misery, I think it was definitely. I think David definitely put a great idea in your head to kind of have the vocal melodies and having the melodic style carry the weight of that song because it has just incredible progression as it goes through especially given the uh content of lyrics and what the meaning behind the songs is because you can really feel the power just behind what those vocals are carrying right right for sure and that's i think that's where his his uh mentality came from that it was lyrically heavy so you know don't overdo it with you know going too heavy on it so i i you know i appreciate him saying that and he was definitely right yeah, and as you can see, like, especially with Disturbs Records from their last one with Evolution on a song like Hold On to Memories, like they had did the exact same thing, but with much more of an acoustic setting, where it's just the vocals just carried everything with that heaviness of the meaning of the song. However, they've done it on the reverse as well with a song like Inside the Fire, where it's just heavy mm -hmm. lyrical content, but it's just brutally hard right in your face as well. I did right. get in trouble in grade school for that one, though, but yeah, what you going to do? <laughs> what you going to do? Yeah. You know, it's cool. Yeah, it was definitely, it was, it's, it was a game changer working with David. You know, I just remember back in the day, I used to covering like Stupefy and stuff. So it, it was awesome. I loved it. Oh, it's, I'm still waiting for my one chance where I get to meet David Draymond. Cause I've seen him, tw I saw him twice last year in concert, once in Chicago, once here in Milwaukee. And 
the same uh, person who would kill me if I didn't ask that question about David Draymond. She ended up like saving me two spots, like right in the front. Each time I'm like, oh, this is nice. And every time I'm like, okay, who are we, who are we going to be by? Right by John Moyer. Okay, cool. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And all the time just jamming out, just rocking hard. All of a sudden they play inside the fire, the solo hits and just fire everywhere. I swear okay. my eyebrows should have been singed off at that point. But you know what? Yeah, what you going to do? It's part of the experience. Yeah. <laughs> Near so- death. Is part of the experience. If, if you if you don't have a near death experience at a rock or metal show, you might not be doing it right. I agree. I do agree. That's that's usually how it goes. That's all my that's all my good stories end up happening. I got hurt this way or this way. I almost got burnt, but you know what? It, it's worth it. That's uh-huh. always the remember. That's the ones you remember the most. For sure. That's the ones you tell. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then jumping back into uh, Rise Equals as well, because I was really going through and trying to figure out, you know, like all the themes of each song and kind of like how the styles worked out in each of the of the songs. I'm like, this really did well, especially given the theme of just kind of what I thought was, and I you can attest this as well, just from where you guys were when you started out to where you guys are now and just everything that's happened in between and how that's molded you as a band and how you've overcome adversity within not only the music industry, but within your personal lives as well. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, yeah, th- definitely. We we tried to incorporate that vibe for sure. And it was something I mean, we definitely write songs from like a, a personal experience. So um, every song on the record definitely has its, you know, place on what happened in the last year. And um, so we definitely try to bring that forward, you know, and on songs, you know, um, like Don't Close Your Eyes, My, my Fear of Drowning, um, Looking to Fight, you know, about near divorce and and breakup and stuff and um it's definitely you know everything's got it's really personal you know touch to it and you know i can i can say that it's from real real experience from us and when it comes to that real experience well especially listening to this you can hear it come out in every single song so take a look at song like looking to fight where it has this build up to all of a sudden when you get to the chorus it has that call to action feel like you're not going to give up you're whatever's keeping you down it's you're just going to keep going. You're going to keep fighting to the point where you're not going to let this thing defeat you, whatever it might be, whether it might be divorce or a breakup, just something that really affects you from coming from personal experience. I mean, I almost had a breakup just by personally, I let it just completely destroy me, but right. end up getting back up there. So I can kind of feel something like that. But then the, a song that another song that's already been out there that you had in the album with brother. Holy <laughs> crap. You can just feel just every single bit of emotion in every single aspect of that song from the instrumentals, from your vocals, from everything just the power behind it is immense yeah you know in that song when we wrote it you know um because that story is about you know the guitar player and myself brothers uh we lost our older brother in 2009 and it took us a long time to write that song um you know we hadn't worked on it i'm not saying we worked on it you know the whole time or anything but when we started diving into it and realizing we wanted to do a song in dedication to caleb um you know, it almost kind of wrote itself. The words just kind of spilled out and the music just came. So it was it was a very good feeling, a, a, like a moment of like release, you know. Um, and for the song to take off the way it did, you know, being that personal, I mean, it was, you know, that was huge. That was huge for us. Well, one thing when it comes to songs that are real personal as well, especially within the rock and metal scene, it seems like when they are, people can really tell when they come from a place of deep meaning and when when you're putting your full emotion out there i mean take a look at a song like aftermath from the ghost inside with everything they've gone through from the past five years just trying to go from that bus crash to get back everything in that song you can really feel the emotion of just that grind just that constant disappointment of all of a sudden setbacks all of a sudden now you're gonna finally put this you know self-titled record out just to complete the comeback 
and that song let it off and it was fantastic with brother it's the same kind of feel where you can really feel the pure emotion that's coming from you that's coming from the rest of the guys and if it took you that long to write it and just really figure out exactly what you wanted to say and how you wanted to portray it i mean you absolutely killed it on that one my god was it good thank you thank you yeah yeah we definitely we definitely had heart and soul into that one for sure you know and i think with the new record um, when it's coming out, the whole, I think all these songs in, in whole are definitely heartfelt songs. Oh, very much so. I mean, it's kind of similar to another band that I just recently had an interview with, with uh, James Clark of Kill the Lights, because he did the whole, he did that same kind of thing where everything that he talked about in each song was something about different with his mental health. And you can just hear the emotion, you can really feel it. And when you get deep into those songs, when you really get lost in them, you can really feel what that emotion was. And then you can kind of transcend that in your own life and figure out, okay, what are they talking about that I can relate to and just give a tangible feeling to a thought that you might not necessarily be able to explain. You guys do that an incredible job on this album, especially with kind of the melodic progressions that you have on the whole entire thing. It Mm -hmm. just really adds to that just deep digging emotional feel that everyone's going to hear when they listen to these. Right, right, right. And, you know, I don't know if that's something, you know, personally intentionally doing, you know, but it's just, I guess it's just felt right to do it that way. You know what I mean? Have those, you know, syncopated rhythms, but, you know, we, we wanted to have big melodies and, um, you know, and really come out swinging, you know, with our, with our second release after brother with trial by fire. Um, we just wanted to show that, you know, we can go pretty darn heavy too, you know? So, um, we, there's a, there's a mixed bag on this, on this record for sure. Oh yeah, there's definitely a mixed bag of her because there's like a couple of, there's a ballad in there. There's one that's a little bit more slow, especially towards the end as well. Then you get something that's like, it's even more like, uh, God, what song was it? Sticks and Stones has this more metalcore feel to it. God, yeah. I remember the first time I, li- when I listened to that, the first, when it started out, this is literally me. I'm just like, wait, wait, they're doing this? No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just, it's, yep. you take this like hard rock sound, this melodic hard rock sound, and then you mix it in so many different ways where all of a sudden it's like, okay, you got melodic metal, melodic alt metal metalcore you got a bell in there like everything is just it's it's very diverse within the sound but it all fits very well in the album so it doesn't feel like anything's out of place right right i feel i feel the same way when i listen to it and it's it's really hard for me to pick a uh like my favorite song or anything on it because i'll go to the next track and be like well now that was my favorite and then i'll go to the next one like gosh dang you know what that one's my favorite so it's really hard for me to pick one and Sticks and Stones, I, I, I swear, that was the funnest song for us to do in the studio. Um, it was just not holding back because when we got signed last year, um, we thought we had friends that ended up, you know, unfollowing us on Facebook and all this stuff, you know, and jealous and talking mad stuff on us. So, um, that, yeah, that's, that's what Sticks and Stones is about. It's directed right to um, some people. Let's just say some people. I'm I'm kind of I'm, I'll say this I'm not surprised to hear that as well just because for especially with what's going on right now in today's world back earlier in the in the month of September there's a show up in the middle of I'm gonna say bumfuck nowhere Wisconsin but two bands that I've interviewed before on the podcast were playing up there to a really small crowd and I drove three and a half hours up there from yeah. Milwaukee so I'm like yeah I'm gonna go check them out just give them my support and that one person was one of the bands was telling me how they were getting a lot of uh, backlash on social media from other bands. They didn't tell me who they were and I didn't ask, but it was just somewhere. It's like they were just constantly putting all their effort into basically bashing them because they were going out and playing small shows instead of sitting at home and doing nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I, 
Yeah, if you're going to sit home and do nothing, at least shut up about it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's just because I'm there. I'm sitting there. I'm like, everyone's pretty much spaced out here. There's like 60 people maybe. And the only person that there's only two people in the front that are actually like banging their heads. Me being one of them because I'm just a crazy guy. I'm like, I kind of want to see if I can get a... <laughs> trying to get a one-man mosh pit going at that just wasn't necessarily going to do me well because I was going right. to end up hurting myself. <laughs> right, right. See, and that's the experience. That's how you remember that, though. Oh, oh, yeah. I also remember, too, that uh, it was a band. Uh, which one? Uh, they're called The Protest. They, they One of the other uh, drummer gave me a monster. He's like, yeah, you're still driving home tonight because it was 930 when I left. I had three and a half hours to drive home in the middle of the night during, in the yeah. rain. He's like, yeah, you're oh. going to want this. Just gives me a big can of monster. It's like, yeah, you're going to just so you don't die. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not die tonight. Yeah. And then if, if I'm also correct, I've seen that you guys have been playing some live shows as well here and there. We did. We played four shows. Um, the first one, we did a, a small festival down in, um, where was it? Fort Madison, Iowa, called Riverfest. And that was good. Um, you know, decent turnout, like 1,000 people. Um, so it wasn't, it wasn't huge or anything. Uh, and then we did two nights at Sturgis. And then we did our hometown show that we shot our music video for Rise is Equals. Um, and it was, they were all good shows, all fun shows. I mean everybody's we're, we're grown adults you know you want to wear a mask and social distance you know do your thing um but it, it was cool i'm glad we did them we needed those four shows this year otherwise i was going to go crazy yeah same thing with me we're just like yeah i just need to go to a show and there was one i went to back in july it was pretty much the only one we had had like any kind of a face mask on just because it was july i didn't really know what the heck to expect yep everyone was kind of packed into a small room but there weren't that many people like okay this is fine all of a sudden a little mob ship breaks out in front and like I haven't, I haven't gotten punched in the face in like five months. <laughs> Run on in there, and the band, and the, I've, I've interviewed the band before. They know, they didn't know it was me because it was like I had a hat on, and then I had this uh, neck gaiter on, but it looked like a Guy Fox mask. Okay. So just, everyone was wondering who the heck is in the Guy Fox mask, just like just going crazy and wrecking people in the mosh pit because all of a sudden people were asking to get launched, and there's everyone just looking at me, and I'm like, I'm not that big, guys. I'm like six one, one eighty five. Come on, this ain't that big. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And still just boop, 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 there they go. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I want to get back to that. I want to start. I like I like indoor venues, and I definitely want to get back to that too. Because every show we did this year was outside, which is fun. I love them too. But you can't beat the nice, cool indoor venue where everybody just wants to slam. I love it. Exactly. So, um, when you guys are able to start doing indoor venues again, come to Milwaukee, please, because I, I would really like that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I want to. I, you know what? We we played Milwaukee. What was it, a couple years ago? Real small place, um, but it was fun. You know, it was our first time in Milwaukee. I liked out liked it out in Milwaukee. It was a nice, nice city, and um, I definitely want to get back there. I'm trying to think. Do you remember the name of the venue at all? I mean, there's probably so many different venues that you've played at that the names all run together. I can't remember because we only did it the one time. It's usually if it's a reoccurring thing, it always sticks with me. But I can't think of it. I'll have to shoot you a message after this. Yeah, please do, because I kind of want to know of which, because I've got a couple in mind where it could be, because I'm, I'm not sure if it would be the Rave, just because the Rave is the biggest one in, in Milwaukee, where there's four, like three different stages within that one venue. Okay. It might be Turner Hall, it might be X-Ray Arcade, I'm not entirely sure, but... I can't, well, nothing's ringing a bell. I'll have to look back through emails. If you, it, yeah, just, if, if you can, I know, I know you've got a busy day today, so if you get a chance, please do, please send, send me a message, because I kind of want to see where this was, just because... Okay. I'm always curious about this off thing. Be like, oh, I've been there. Yay. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. But especially after this this album, when it comes out, I can almost guarantee that when um 
when you guys do come around, when live shows come around again, that you guys will be playing at the Rave here in Milwaukee, which is like the concert hall here in Milwaukee. Hopefully you guys are up in the ballroom, but if you guys are in the club level or in the basement, it doesn't matter. You're going to just see people just slamming into each other because that's so much fun. That's awesome. You know, there's something about Wisconsin, man, that we truly love because everybody there is like metalhead, rocker, like ready to throw down and like the nicest people. It's like the best of all the worlds, you know, put together for, you know, the rock and metal bands coming through and Wisconsin's, they got it, man. They're, they're ready to throw down. I love it. Oh, I can, I can personally attest that because I'm one of those people. (laughs) (laughs) At first, at times, I'm like, oh, you know, get a mosh pit. Like, everyone gets a mosh pit. I'm on the edge. It just, there's sometimes where just for some reason, I've got a little skittishness to it. And someone's like, you want to go in there? I'm just like, just push me, man. Just push me right on in and just <laughs> we'll leave it at that. And I just yeah. get launched in there and just, if I get hit by one person, this happened in Madison this year when I saw We're Alive Escape the Fate and Falling in Reverse. I got in there. First, the first five seconds, big dude, 350 pounds, just levels me, fall flat on my back, get the wind knock out of me, just... <sighs> <laughs> rest of the day i was good like i like i got the big hit out of the way even though i almost broke my nose at that show but still got the big hit out of the way right away oh, like oh. let's go yeah wow that's awesome and well i gotta ask this question because i know everything that was going with sturgis you actually had like a crowd where it was well no one really cared about anything it was like a crowd back in 2019 where it just especially mm-hmm. with the service festival so what was it like playing there especially for two nights it was good sturgis was awesome um you know, we did, yeah, we did back-to-back nights at the Iron Horse, and it was just awesome. Everybody was just kind of, yeah, like you said, back to normal, and it, it was something that, you know, we needed, and I think needs to happen sooner than later. Um, so, yeah, I definitely, we got to get back to that. It was, it was, I think it was really cool. Um, I haven't, I don't personally know anybody that was there that came down with COVID or anything, so, you know, cool. I mean, I'll put it this way. If there are people that are able to attend a bunch of different political rallies or people that are able to attend sporting events, why can't we just go and just slam into each other at concerts anymore? I mean, come on. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, we got, you know, restaurants and bars and stuff open, you know, and then, you know, a lot of venues and stuff closing down because they won't bring in live music. And I don't, I don't understand what's going on right now. It's, uh, it needs to stop real quick. Yeah. I, just, I was talking to the guys, regardless early 21 um we're gonna go out and do some headlining runs so yes we're tired of it <laughs> I'm, ex- I'm expecting to see a date in milwaukee or somewhere around here even if it's chicago because I, I don't care it's like if it's an hour and a half away i'm like okay this is fine right yeah chicago and, and milwaukee are real close aren't they yeah nine, uh, 90 miles apart it's only an hour and a half so i go i usually like when sh- last year i was going to chicago a good amount for shows however most of the time it was to see rise against because well Oh yeah. I can't stop doing that. Yep. Yep. I mean, that's, that's one way how I supported, like, because with all the venues trying to make money, like the rave, they were auctioning off a bunch of like their tour posters that they had from 30 plus years that were signed. And I've got a rise against one that I got hanging up on the the wall right now. I'm just like, ah, that makes my, that makes this area feel complete. You know, that's awesome. This is awesome too. I said, I've seen them nine times at this point. I was hoping for number 10 this year, but I'm just like, damn it, COVID. Yeah. No kidding. No kidding. I haven't seen them live, but I, I watch a lot of their live stuff on like YouTube and, um, you know, and I listen to their, their albums and everything, but uh, mainly through Spotify. That's where, you know, I do a lot of my streaming, but uh, yeah, I love those dudes. Really good. I highly suggest you go see a show because the last one I was at was at Riot Fest last year. And it was something where it was, everyone was packed in so heavily because 
they were they weren't the headliner for that night because the headliner that night was Slayer. But Rise oh. Against was right before Slayer on the stage right next to him in the park. So I was like, okay, everyone's over there waiting to get over to Slayer. So and it was hot, humid. And at one point, it was like halfway through. I'm dying. I'm right near the front. I'm just like, oh, my God. I got to find just some kind of air. Someone opens up a mosh pit about 20 feet away from me. And I just point. I'm like, there, air. And someone's <laughs> like, dude, that's a mosh pit up there. I'm like, yes, I know. And I went over there and just was having a blast just going nuts in it. Uh-huh. At least it was open up a little bit. I hate being super tight, like crammed up in the, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, get me in some wide open area. Yeah. Oh, it, it turned even better when all of a sudden it seemed like everyone was ready to pass out. All of a sudden it was like, okay, we're going to slow it down. Tim breaks out the acoustic guitar, plays Swing Life Away. And everyone <laughs> is just like. We needed this breather so damn bad. <laughs> right, right. Yep. And well, then especially because, I mean, Rise Against almost every song is that up-tempo, you know, kind of vibe. So you want to you, you vibe to it. And then so, yeah, swing life, swing life away. I bet it was a nice breather for sure. Yeah, it's like I still have a uh, Snapchat here that I say for men. I'm just, it just, it literally looks like I jumped out of a pool with my shirt on. It's, that's how much sweat was just drenched in it. But it was that's just cool. absolutely amazing. So I'm hoping that when live shows come back that I can that the same thing happens but with you guys on stage because that would be freaking awesome that we're looking forward to that gosh I hope it happens soon I hope so too and I know you got to go real soon and what I'm gonna one thing I'm gonna do is like especially as the album gets closer to release day I'm because I again I had 17 pages for a whole review on this and when I had my final thought and my final thought was when you think of great debut albums you think of something like appetite for destruction by guns and roses does Saul reach that level of greatness on the exact same level? Not sure, but at the very bare minimum, they'll come in just under it, like right under it. So, because I thought oh. this album was absolutely fantastic. One of the best debuts I've heard in a while. Really? Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Because like, like we said, there's so much different stuff going on on this album. It has this bass and like more of a melodic hardcore alt metal or hard rock alt metal kind of style, but there's so much more going on here. There's a some metalcore going on here. There's some ballad stuff going on here, but everything is progressed really nicely. A lot of the emotion that's brought out in the vocals and in the instrumentation is expressed perfectly. So, I mean, this was for a debut album. This is a masterclass in debut albums right here. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. That's awesome. And when that review comes out on YouTube, I will say the exact same thing. Might maybe different words, but the the overall arching theme will be the exact same. Cool. Cool, cool. I'm excited. When when are you doing that? When are you releasing that? I'll probably my my um I'll probably release the I'll release the review of the album uh the Wednesday beforehand the Wednesday night beforehand. So then all of a sudden Thursday comes around, people will be able to watch and be like get all pumped up for. It. Then all of a sudden Friday, boom, album drop. Gotcha. Awesome. Well, before we get going, I'm gonna say this to everybody. When it comes to following Saul and listening to this album. Look in the description of the video on the podcast, one-stop shop. All the links are going to be there, everything I can find so that you guys can follow this band, like this band. And if you're on Facebook, please follow the Rises Equals page. I'll put that in there as well so you can get in all with the Saul fans. Thank you, Joel Fano, for that one. And yep. uh, yeah. <laughs> so, Blakes, I know you got to get going. I'm just going to say this. It was incredible to have you on for this time. Thank you very much. This album is absolutely amazing. And when live shows return, when you guys come back to Milwaukee... I'm going to keep saying this. I've said it a lot, but I'm totally down from this and I'm going to keep my word. First round's on me. Okay. I like that. I like that. Awesome. And we're definitely going to make that happen for Milwaukee for sure. Awesome. So that means that this is not a goodbye. This is going to end with my favorite. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. All right. See you, Blake. Later. 
Well, 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 folks, that was my interview with Blake from the band Saul. And yeah, I know this was a little bit shorter than what I normally do, but they are doing a lot of interviews, doing a lot of stuff. So we only had a half hour to do it in, but I want to make sure that half hour was the best half hour of a podcast that we could possibly give. And I think we absolutely nailed that. So I'm going to close this episode with this. When it comes to Saul, when it comes to Rise is Equals, this album, will it be as good of a debut as Appetite for Destruction by Guns N' Roses was? Only time will tell. But at the bare minimum, where do I think it's going to come in? Just under that. This album is absolutely incredible. It will be on, I mean, most likely it will be on my top 10 list for albums of the year when that comes out. Um, watch for the review of it to come out on October 21st on our YouTube channel. So you get a much more in-depth look at it from my perspective. And... I mean, I've got another category, which is like top albums from like emerging bands. So I want to give those emerging bands scene. This is their debut. So they fit in that category. And I honestly believe this is going to end up on there along with bands like uh, Rebel Manic will probably be on there. Stan the Canvas will be on there and we'll see who else shows up. But this was absolutely incredible. I want to thank Blake for being on the podcast and my God. Yes, I do owe him. Wait, I got it. Where's my list? One second. Cause I got a list here. So, yep, first round is on me. Oh, I forgot to add Crobot, because they're number eight. So, number nine for first rounds on me goes to Saul. Yep, number nine right there, folks, number nine. So, thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. Please make sure to follow Saul on all their places in social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Um, I'm going to have your, their website, their, their merch on there. Uh, when it comes to find them for streaming, when uh, Rise Equals comes out on October 23rd, you can listen to singles now. You'll find Spotify, Apple Music, um, Amazon Music, uh, and then you're going to find all my stuff. So please follow us. Please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. And that's going to be it for me today, guys. Thank you guys for watching and listening. This is incredible. You guys know this is Kevin from the Core Progression Podcast. Brought to you by my song today, Rock 2008, or MSOGD Rocks for Rock and Metal Thrive. And you guys know how I end every single one of these episodes with a big, healthy, and hearty. See you.